This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Right now. I mean, I when we went over our fade teams, I ended up putting the Chargers first, and uh, I didn't think I would be looking that good after one game because, mm-hmm. I mean, there's no reason moving forward to back this team. Like They, they are clearly already in Hawaii, Jamaica, wherever they want to go in the offseason. They're already there mentally. I mean, this was against <laughs> the Raiders. The Raiders, and I, yeah, I think it's only going to continue. We're not going to see Herbert the rest of the year. Why, why would you push Keenan Allen to return at this point? It's going to be a whole lot of this, I would think. Maybe not 63 to 21, but uh, probably not covering the point spread, no matter what number they end up throwing up. <laughs> yeah, I went to bed at halftime, and I woke up and saw that final and was like, wow, <laughs> we almost had another 70-point game, and it was from the Raiders who did nothing just a few days prior. I was on the Raiders. I said Devontae Adams would have a big game. But if you would have told me this would have happened, I probably would have laughed. And I am like, wow. But it just seemed obvious. Like one coach we know was going to be fired. The other is trying to get a head coaching permanent job. And I loved everything Antonio Pierce did yesterday. And when he said, you know, at halftime that he was like, lay it on, pour it on, hit the gas pedal. I just loved it. I mean, and then the post-game speech too, that was great. Getting everyone fired up. Raiders. I mean, I love this guy. I hope he gets it. I mean, that's a divisional matchup, right? And They're up five, six touchdowns, and they're doing trick plays. Just knowing how the Raiders roll, maybe that got them the job. Mm -hmm. Davis was having fun last night. They they kept going to him because there's nothing worth watching on the field. They kept going up up to the owner's box. I was like, he might might actually get this job, as ridiculous as this sounds. I mean, it was a primetime spot. Uh, You embarrassed a a divisional – uh, I don't know if they're, they're quite a rival, but uh, they're a team that, that you focus a lot on. And uh, people love them until now, until this year. A lot of people have loved the Chargers. It's like, when is it going to happen? It's going to happen. When's it going to happen? And, oh, man, did they, uh, they expose them last night. That was it, – it was entertaining for that. We knew it was going to be a bad game. But, again, man, primetime unders. <laughs> Could it be more dead? <laughs> yeah right <Once> again crushes <laughs> in the first half just like last thursday like i was looking back like uh, okay so both monday night games went over last thursday it went over in the first half in week 13 all if you count the thanksgiving island games all three of those went over um the sunday night and monday night games went over like we're on a big prime time overrun oh never saw regression to the mean coming that's what happens guys <laughs> every single year Mm-hmm. That's how it works. You got to have regression for sure.
And also, I was thinking about it, not just Staley, but now maybe you think Kellen Moore. Now, the Cowboys might have been right. Maybe he was making that offense look good because Kellen Moore, everyone's got to go there. Like, just bad decisions all the way around, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. You do, but, I mean, the problem is, like, who are you going to replace him with with a few weeks left? Like you're you're kind of stuck with what you have. For oh, the most I'm talking part. about and... for next year, big picture. Just oh. Helen Moore is not just this offense. Oh, everybody's mind. Gone. Like yeah. yeah, yeah, everybody's gone. Everybody's gone. By the way, real quickly, uh, books cleaned up when it came to props, right? Because yeah. everybody was on Austin Eckler, and he did nothing in this ball game. And uh, there were a couple of props where things came close. But uh, Austin Eckler, over four and a half receptions, 99% of the bets were on the over. He finished with four. So he missed it by one catch. Austin Eckler, over 29 and a half receiving yards at minus 120. He finished with 29 receiving yards. Missed that by a single yard. And so in terms of the prop market, uh, boy, that was a sweat all the way to the end. Uh, But then when they were putting in the reserves, uh, tough break for a lot of betters in the props market. But, uh, yes, mm-hmm. tough break for anything Chargers-related. And so now uh, the Raiders can enjoy this one for however long they want, and we'll see if Antonio Pierce gets the job. Feels like he's done about as much as he can uh, as far as auditioning, but whatever the Raiders are looking for, quarterback development, all that stuff, we'll see if that's uh, the direction that they go. So how about we move on now to Saturday football? We've got three games here, and we talked about them yesterday on the show, but we do have some injury updates that might require us to update what kind of bets we'd like to make. So when it comes to the Vikings and the Bengals, uh, Bengals are three-point favorites here with a total of 40 and a half. Justin Jefferson says he will play, but Alex Madison, the running back, he is out, and then right tackle Brian O'Neill for Minnesota he is out as well. So given those two injuries, Joe, are you starting to think that maybe the Bengals would be the right side here? Yeah, and the Bengals are healthy. Like That's the key. Mm-hmm. We're, we're in week 15, and there are only a few teams where you can say this is the case. But uh, outside of, obviously, the Burrow injury, uh, they're pretty healthy. So that's the way that I think a lot of people are leaning. I, I'd go that way if I had to pick pick a side. But I'd prefer to play the total even though we've got a pair of backup quarterbacks um this is the lowest total of the day one of the lower totals of the week at 40 and a half and we have those explosive playmakers on the outside now i don't know what we're going to get in mullins but i think we have a a better grasp of what we're going to get out of browning and i think there's trust there which is the reason i would lean cincinnati but if i had to pick something i would play the total and i would play the over and uh i i expect to see scoring i mean it's it's pretty wild i don't care who the signal callers are when you Arguably, two top five receivers in this game, one on each side, and we're going to play the the under in this game. No, not not for me. I, I think we could see scoring in this one to start things off on the day. Not my favorite play of the day, but that's how I would attack it. I like the Bengals minus three. I liked it yesterday. I'm not going to change my opinion. I think Jack, Jake Browning has been competitive, and on the other side, things just seem to be falling apart for the Vikings. They won by scoring, what, three points? I just don't have a lot of confidence in what Minnesota is doing, even if you do have Justin Jefferson back. I do think, though, with the uh, right tackle injury, that this could be a good day for, say, Trey Hendrickson. 
If you want to take uh, him to get a sack, something like that, I think that's probably a really good look here. Uh, probably the one pass rusher right now I'm pretty comfortable with. Problem, though, with this Bengals defense is, yes, the front end, there are times that you can really, really like him. But the secondary, as I mentioned yesterday, they're giving up a ton of explosive plays. And I will be curious to see how the Vikings utilize Justin Jefferson. Because of that injury, I will be curious if, say, they only use him for, say, routes outside the numbers around the boundaries those kinds of things that way he's not going to get absolutely leveled by a defender uh, unlike say something over the middle where yes he makes the catch and then somebody absolutely pops him so in that respect maybe Jefferson gets fewer targets and maybe fewer catches but I still I still expect them to be bombs I still expect them to have a significant impact in this ball game and so for that reason I'm still going to back the Vikings here but Maybe this is going to be a game where if you're looking for props, don't expect Jefferson to go nuts necessarily. Maybe somebody mm-hmm. else, uh, you know, who will have those shorter outlet passes uh, thrown to them. Maybe those are going to be the guys uh, sort of going forward. Hawkinson, right? It's Bengals Maybe. against tight ends, and it's Hawkinson. You could trust, I believe, Mullins for that. You should be able yes. to. Yeah, at the very minimum, I think that's going to be a safe play. Uh, as mm-hmm. far as other injuries, uh, why don't we get to Steelers and Colts here? Uh, Colts will still be without Jonathan Taylor, still be without their right tackle, Braden Smith. Uh, but on the Steelers' side, we've got Watt and Highsmith good to go after clearing concussion protocol. And you talk about the heart and soul of this Steelers' defense. Well, it is there, and it is alive and well. Yep, yep, and, and that's where I'm siding. It's still no Kenny Pickett. We know that, but – that was impactful, and we saw the market adjust to that. This number went from two and a half down to one and a half, and I still like Pittsburgh. I don't mind Pittsburgh money line. This I, I know it's tough, but it feels like a buy low spot. You've got the backup quarterback losing in prime time, um, but there's the extra week to prepare. You trust in Tomlin off two bad home losses. They're going to go on the road as a dog, and that's when I want to back them. Uh, so I. I'm fine with uh, backing the Steelers. This is of the uh, of the three games. This is my favorite side or total of the day. You know the Jonathan Taylor side. Like, yeah, yeah, he's been productive at times, but we've also seen Zach Moss step in and be just fine. But but overall, I mean, Trubisky versus Minshew. I don't think there's. I mean, yeah, you give the slight edge to to Minshew. That's fine. But uh, I, I trust the Steelers' defense against Minshew more. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, I like the Colts. I'm going against you on this one. This one feels easy to me. I think they win by more than two points. Gardner Minshew versus Mitch Trubisky. Give me Minshew all day, even with TJ Watt. I just think the Colts have been more consistent. More seems to be going right for them. I get it. I'm going against Tomlin and the Steelers being underdogs here. It's a little scary, but I'll be on the Colts side. Yeah, I think adding uh, Smith and Watt, that really does change things a lot here. And this is also a secondary that I think can contain a, a Colts receiving core that maybe I don't have a whole lot of trust in at this point. 
So regardless of whatever you think of Minshew, and certainly he's done some great things this year, I got to believe that this ultimately regresses for him. And at some point, the Steelers cannot continue to play this bad of football. I think they can regroup in a game like this. Maybe the under probably feels uh, pretty safe to me just because I think if they are going to try and run the ball a little bit more with, say, Moss, and maybe even Minshew in some key spots, probably fewer drives, fewer possessions. That's probably another play to consider. And then real quickly, uh, Broncos and Lions. uh, No real updates as far as uh, injuries are concerned here, but definitely worth bringing up the fact that the Broncos are now plus four and a half underdogs with a total of 47 and a half for bet MGM. And Joe, this was something I said yesterday. I wanted this line to move so that maybe I could back the lions and uh, well, actually rather back the Broncos because I have this modeled as lions minus 3.4. So the line did move in the direction I wanted it to go in. So now I think it's okay to back Denver. What say you? That's a few different times this week where the number has come down closer to a field goal, not to three and a half, but it, it drops down and people come in on the Lions. It feels like that's been the buy point at four. Like we saw it earlier in the week, it bounced to five. Then yesterday got off the four, up to four and a half. Now we're at four. Is there going to be lot more Lions money coming in? I don't have a play on this game. It does feel like a get right spot for the Detroit Lions controlled environment. We've seen that in the past. And also a big loss at probably not being uh, talked about Benito, the uh, Broncos edge. He leads the team with seven sacks, second most quarterback hits. He's out for this matchup. So he's been, a, am sure, a big part of uh, the turnovers on that side. And uh, mm-hmm. the, the Lions, they, they did all right running the ball against the tough Bears defense. I think they're going to do better this week. I expect them to run right at the Broncos. Gosh, see, this is a dog that I like. I think the Broncos have been playing very well. And the Lions have not for a while now. And the turnovers do concern me. Cortland Sutton Sutton has been playing out of his mind. So I'll stick with it. Give me the Broncos on the side. I I know a lot of people on Denver that I respect. Mm -hmm. This is one of these, a lot of games where it's just split opinions uh, in these matches this weekend. For sure, for sure. I will also be back in the Broncos here, and I gotcha. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. We begin our look at Sunday's Week 15 slate, starting with the NFC South and some wild card implications. That's right here on the BetQL Network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.